solutions, family, partners, and friends. What is going on? We are officially deep into the back quadrant of the year, and it's that time of year that can do some damage on your waistline, whether it be the daddy tax on your kid's Halloween candy or the cocktail special going on during happy hour for Dia de los Muertos. It could be Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or even Festivus. You know, Heartbreaker, it's for the rest of us. There will be the calories galore available to all of us. Be cautious of it. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Maybe park your car in the back of the lot. The little things matter. Anyway, this is Andy Erickson, your host to the Smart Acid Podcast, and I'm here with the pumpkin spice latte to my autumn. It's the Heartbreaker, Chris Ernst. Heartbreaker, my man. How you doing? How you holding up? Doing great, Andy. Thanks for asking. How about you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Hey, any tricks for our listeners on how to stay trim during the holiday season? That's a great question. Uh, I like to limit myself to one pumpkin spice latte in the morning and the afternoon, so that way I've got a taper. Two pumpkin spice lattes in a day? Who'd have thought it? Anyway, we have an amazing show for our listeners. I mean, this podcast all started as an internal way to collaborate and provide relevant information to those who needed it. And we, I mean, you and I, Heartbreaker, took this external, obviously, with significant help from our communications team, as well as Elzequio Augusto, production executive. We had an external participant with support from NACD, and today is another milestone as we have one of our producing partners here to talk to us about what's happening and in the market from their perspective. So let's get at it and give it a tasty. All right, folks, you've asked for it, and so here it is. Joining us today is a producing partner of ours from BASF, who goes by the name on the mean streets of New York as The Hustle. That's right, folks, it's Jarrett Russell. Jarrett, man, welcome to the Essay Pod. Really appreciate you being here. How you doing? I'm holding up all right, Andy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. All right, you know how this goes, because I know you're an avid listener. Um, Before we get into the meat and potatoes, we got a little trivia game. Would you like to play? Let's do it. All right. Now, my understanding is you're a Michigan State grad and you grew up uh, near Detroit. Is that fair? That's correct. All right. All right. This trivia is all about Detroit. So, Heartbreaker, why don't you kick it off? Thanks, Andy. Jared, here we go. Question number one. Recognizable by its iconic square shape and crunchy, cheesy corner slices, this food consistently impresses due to its unique layering structure and stunning presentation. Would that be Detroit-style pizza? Wow. One for one. All right, all right. This stadium, built in 1975, was sold for approximately 1% of its original value at a staggering price point of 583000 U.S. dollars in 2009. That would be the Pontiac Silverdome. Well done. Number three. What did Eminem, the Detroit-based rapper, in case you've never heard of him, get on his sweater? Mom Spaghetti. Solid, solid. All right. Now we're going to test your literary knowledge. Dickens of Detroit. This Michigan native, author of popular crime novels, known for his clean, prosy style, uncanny ear for a realistic dialogue, effective use of violence, unforced satiric wit, and a call for characters. Popular novels include Get Shorty, Out of Sight, and Rum Punch. Name that author. Wow. I think you've hit one of my weaknesses. I'm going to say, I don't know, Andy. What is it? I'll give you a hint. It starts with an E and ends in Elmore Leonard. <laughs> Elmore Leonard. 
Give him half point, half credit, half credit. Well done, well done. Now we're apparently going to uh, film and stage, Jarrett, so hang with us. Played by Frank Sinatra in the film version, Nathan Detroit is a gambling boss in what classic 1950s Broadway musical? I'll ask for a hint. Boys and girls. Guys and dolls. Boom. Woo, woo. The other half. So that's four out of five. That's not bad. Harper Girl only went two for five. So consider yourself at least twice as intelligent as he is. Anyway, thanks for being a sport. Uh, let's get into the actual conversation here. Talk to us, Jared. Uh, what's your role at BASF and how do you fit into this fun and games? Thanks, Andy. So my role at BASF is a key account manager, and I look after one of our most strategic customers. And uh, with that, I try to connect with the various different businesses and BASF to grow together. That sounds like a lot of complexity. We're, we're easy to deal with, Heartbreaker. We're easy to deal with. <laughs> All right, Jarrett, next question. Let's kind of pivot maybe to the market overall, if you would. We're going to start globally. Give us a quick snapshot of, you know, kind of what you see around production, you know, outside of North America, EMEA, Asia Pacific, et cetera. What the heck's going on? How's the outlook? If I look at production outside of North America, compared to the previous year, it's definitely stagnated. Demand is a big driver of that. And if you think about what's happening in the world with demand being low and inventories being clearly a big target, most producers are trying to adjust their production to meet the changes in demand. All right, so Jared, talk to us a little bit. You kind of gave us a global view. Can you give us a little bit more of a North American view on demand and the production outlet? Chemical production has declined uh, compared to, to previous year. And if you think about that too, some of the weak demand in consumer goods and other markets our customers serve are contributing to that. Clearly, we adjust our production to meet those demand changes. And if you think about what's happening in the world, again, similar to what's happening outside of North America, inventories are key. Cash is king. And we're also trying to manage that. Great, Jared. Thanks for that view. Uh, maybe talk to us about the biggest challenges you see going forward. I think about what will happen in the future and who knows how crystal that ball is. But the biggest challenge I see going forward is demand recovery and that rate. If the demand recovery happens at a faster rate than people expect, this coupled with low inventory levels are gonna make it a big challenge to meet that recovery, right? So if the supply chain has such low inventories, if that uptick happens quickly, it'll be difficult to meet. And you think about what happened when those COVID-related restrictions were lifted in the past. We saw some of this when that bullwhip effect happened and some of our customers were a bit challenged in getting those products that they needed in the quick time they needed it. All right, let's pivot a little bit to the role of distribution. And, and to me, this is always a great conversation because I know as a distributor, um, we really don't produce any chemistries. Right? We are a value driver for our producing partners. Can you talk to us a little bit about what value from a producing side do you feel that distribution brings in that type of relationship? So the value I see in the relationship, uh, there's multiple aspects. You know, one thing that I think about a lot is the resource issue. So the manufacturer may not have enough resources in all locations where our customers are located. And the distributor can help with that by being an extension of our commercial team, or in other words, a Salesforce multiplier which benefits the end customer. So that's one aspect I think there's value. Another aspect I think that there's value is clearly in logistics. And I'll tell you a story. There's a customer that we had, we were servicing directly, and we were having very challenging times meeting their fluctuating delivery requests. Well, it was further complicated because the product that we made was not produced in the same country where the customer was located. With a distributor, we were able to get the distributor to take local inventory, able to have shorter lead times to the customer, 
offer multiple package types and ultimately meet the customer's needs. And that's truly a win for everybody involved. Fantastic, Jared. Thank you. Uh, what what trends do you see between the manufacturer and distributor relationship going forward? One trend I see is going from operational conversations to strategic conversations. It's clear the operational advantages that I just described in the previous example. But let's think about some of the strategic dialogues that were happening. New business models are being discussed, educating and showing sustainability benefits from the producer and the distributor to end customer. And like I said, when you're developing these new business models, we're starting from a blank sheet of paper. So it's not that we have this idea that we've conceived and we want the distributor to implement it. It's truly starting from from square one. And ultimately, all this happens by being transparent with each other about pain points that we have, which can be addressed only by trust and collaboration. Yeah, thank you very much, Jared. So we ask a final question of all our guests. So are you ready? Here it is. If you had one takeaway for our listeners, what would that be? My one takeaway is this. Both the manufacturer and the distributor have a shared goal, and that's to improve our customers' experience. It's key that we partner together to provide solutions today that transform our customers tomorrow. Well said. All right, everybody. Jared, a big shout out to you for joining us on the podcast. Great insight on the overall market globally and locally. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Andy. All right, everybody. That's a wrap on another episode of The Smart Acids. Thanks to Jarrett the Hustle Russell for sharing his expertise. Thanks to all of our listeners for spending some time with us. Thanks to our production team for making Andy and I sound better than we normally do. Have a great day and stay safe. Smart Acids, breaking things down for the chemicals and specialty ingredients market, one born at a time. Smart Acids is part of the Univar Solutions Podcast Network.